God. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I'm grateful that they went on a little bit longer today, man. I was a little bit late today, dude. No, it's all right. Um, I uh, I can't get this fucking cut. Like, there's like a contact, or I don't know if it's a sty in my eye or a contact, man. But I can't get it out, dude. Sitting you know, there, it, struggling, arguing, struggling with it for about ten minutes, man, trying to get it out. I've said that so many times to to like what would happen to me is man when I first started using those, I mean they would get like pushed like on the side of my skull, dude, and it was like I would have to sit and dig these things out, and it's and there so were random damn times. aggravating, man. It is it's just all it's it's all it's not debilitating, but damn, like it will mess it'll mess dude, with you. You know what I mean? Dude, it, 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 was like, it takes your concentration away. It was What's like, up, guys? How are we doing, everybody? Watching Chaos Theory here. Everybody chiming in. Sal already. Chris, Michael C., the usual suspects. Ruse, Groovy, Growing. We love you here uh, on Chaos Theory on this wonderful Thursday here on February 15th, my guy. If you're on 15. Instagram or all the other social media stuff, you know where to follow us at. I'm on uh, Twitter, not the fake wags. Rodney's on there at the Rodney R. And then. On Instagram, he's on there at the underscore Rodney R, and I'm at the Wagner Wire. Everybody that's mobile, make sure you hit us up on that code of text line, 512-222-9328. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And uh, let's get ready for the conversation on this Thursday. What's up, my guy? How are you doing? Man, look, looking forward to a good day right here is uh, conversation continuing. You know, it's funny, Wags. I think people were listening in to us yesterday because I think that uh, – we were, and, and you brought it up, I think one of the first ones to report the validity of that whole possible LeBron James trade over to the Golden State Warriors because I, I had to get out in the morning and, and and go to a couple of places, do some driving, and I turned on some radio and they're like, imagine what would have happened with this and what would happen with Golden State. And then I turned the TV on when I got back to the studio and they're like, oh my good, uh, goodness, almost a massive trade happening in the NBA. It's like, yeah, that that shit seemed really close, dude. Speak it, in, speak it into existence, right? Yeah, yeah, it seemed like it was really close. And the whole thing is, I mean, looking at it now, I mean, I'm watching what the Lakers are doing. I mean, the Lakers in the last, I think I saw six and one in the last seven games. I mean, I think LeBron has leveraged himself into a spot right here to where he can maybe go add pieces here, and maybe this will put the Lakers in a better spot. And, and like you were saying, I mean, it's a good thing for him to stay there. With everything that he's got going on right now, that's the best place for him at the moment. No, I agree with you there. Hey, let me ask you a question about this draft, though, coming up. Um, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Would you consider this? And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear everybody that's in the chat, too, and that's listening to us on the Coded Text line. Um, would, you, would you guys say that this is a strong quarterback draft class? Because we kind of talked, we, we flirted with it a little bit yesterday uh, when we talked about, you know, the hypothetical what Chicago should do with Justin Fields. Um, and again, we're probably going to talk about that as as the draft gets closer and closer yeah. and narrows in. Um, but is this like would you guys really consider this a strong quarterback draft class? Uh, you know, I think it is. I mean, the the whole thing is. I mean, we are and now we're getting from the Dakota text line. Now it's all going on about uh, the malls. Hoop dog says Lake Line Mall is dying. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, the are all malls? But aren't all malls dying or all Amazon department stores, wherever you can go and get your clothing or wherever store that's physically open? I mean, yeah, like we, we've we kind of started seeing like if you're not, especially like in and I'm not trying to make this a political thing or anything, but especially if you own a store in California or whatnot and you're not even allowed to protect your store, you're not even allowed to stand up and, and uh, stop people from robbing your shops and stuff like that. 
Um, and that's law. Like that's that's yeah. law in California. You're not allowed to stop people robbing your store. Um, why would shop owners? Why would even people want to be in that environment uh, when you can? Yeah, it sucks that you're probably not getting the right size, or you're not trying on clothes that are going to fit you properly, or whatnot. And you probably got to mail them back and get them mailed back to you uh, for the proper size or proper fit. And that takes longer than what it usually does. But nobody wants to deal with that bullshit, that, that yeah. stuff that's out there in, in in crazy country. Nobody wants that shit. I agree. I don't, I, I, hell, that's why I don't, I, don't, I don't go out anymore. I don't want to be put in a position to where I have to hurt somebody or do something to somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, just shit. Case uneasy point, feeling. Uh, the cheese parade. I know. Like, I don't like... I don't want to be put in that situation to where, you know, my life's threatened or I got to take somebody's life. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I was that, so... That, that, that was 20... We, we don't need to go down these paths anymore, man. Well, I was so disappointed with that. And, and I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, book in that with this. I, I, was, I was so disappointed yesterday when I saw that because, you know, obviously with, with the great fans of Kansas City, what a great fan base they have right there. But, but still, here we are, and we're having that conversation to where that happened there, where it's supposed to be, you know, a joyous time. And the bad part about it is, you know, I know we had one that, 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 that unfortunately passed away, but I know a lot of the injuries, some of the injuries, not maybe not quite half of them, but some of the injuries were to kids, you know? And that's where, you know, it's just so fucked up right now. To well, where there, it's were, like, there were three shooters. I think there were three gunmen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the fact that you had you had some folks who went and, and tackled and put their own lives in their hands uh, for that. And, to take they, care and they had to get the cops' attention. Like, they actually had to get the, the cops' attention. Like, hey, we got one of the gunmen down here on the lawn, you might want to come get him. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's very much, it's very much a reason why I, um, I, I don't leave the house a lot. I'm not comfortable in, in certain social environments. I'm, I'm just not comfortable anymore. And, and, you know, it, it's not, it's not how a much, matter of how much sooner will you be conditioned to where you won't even go to like live events or live games. Well, and the funny thing is that that's where it, it's, and I guess this is just bias, where I feel comfortable at an NFL game. I feel comfortable at a NASCAR race. Um, it, and I guess simply because we haven't had, God bless, knock on wood, we haven't had an instance like we've had at malls and like we've had at parades and marathons and all this my, other my head is con my, my head's constantly on a swivel. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can't, when I'm in a lot, yeah, I, and I found myself doing this at the Texas Stars game, and I know I was safe, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly checking my left and my right. And that's not because I, I felt like I was, you know, in, in a bad situation or anything like that. I think one, because of my damn training or whatnot, I just, it's just yeah. second nature for me to always, you know, be on the alert and keeping, you know, a lookout to my left and to my right. But yeah. I mean, my, my, my senses are, my alert is, is way up these days, man. Oh, like I just, yeah. I can't, I can't go out in the live venue or, or a live sporting event and, and actually enjoy it um, to the much, to the extent that I would, that I would, I guess, in the confines of my own home. So, and and you know, Wags, I, I've never been. I, I was never a good. I was never a good um, air traveler in the first place. I was never comfortable with it. As time went on, and I got on medication for other stuff, it eased a lot of the uneasiness of the of the air travel. Just not being in control. But I mean, now it's one of those things where where as I've grown to have to do a lot of traveling, you know, during the summer seasons, it's, it's one of those things to where it's just like, you know, you see all the shit that happens and, and, and it's one of those things. And, and, 
And I was telling somebody this one day and it's like, well, you're stereotyping. If you look over and see whatever, I'm like, no, I'm not stereotyping no, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing facts. I'm right. seeing what, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being observant. I'm right. What the hell's going down? Right. What I'm stereotyping is that all this shit is so messed up right now that you just don't know. And you just don't know. Everything's out of our hands. But uh, anyway, so that's, uh, man, we go on for days on that one. But um, I do like this quarterback class. Um, and I see the comment right there. Uh, I lost it. I think it's Ike that says it. The, the, the backup, I, I think that a lot of these guys are starters. These guys can be starters. I don't. I don't. I think they're. I think at most they might be backups. Well, maybe, I, I mean Caleb Williams is sensational talent. Even yeah. even da like Daniels, like is he going to start immediately? That's that's a whole thing, and I think that's where it sucks for some of these guys because you're going to have to. He's going to be the Heisman. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. You're going to have to roll him out there and tote him out there to but, but take clicks, right? Let's say if Daniels. Let's say if Jaden Daniels goes to the to the to the Commanders. Um, I, I think, in a sense, that's a good thing because we talked about Sam Howell. I think we both agree that Sam Howell is a very capable starting quarterback. You, you know, um, the East is going to be tough. I think the East is going to be up for grabs again because everybody's in limbo. I do like the Mike Zimmer thing that that's finally inked in there. But I think that's a situation with Daniels, for example, where you can put him in and let him sit a little bit. Uh, I mean, the thing with Caleb Williams um, if he's going to go to Chicago, he's going to be thrust in. If he goes to Atlanta, he's going to be thrust in. But then again, th those are good landing places, and I think that the table is set for him to be able to do good shit. But a lot of these quarter here, here's as much as I like Drake May. I think this, the fact that if he ends up with the Patriots, you know, that's he's going to get beat up. He's going to get beat up. It's going to be like the Troy Aikman thing. Troy Aikman, not only just because he's a, the quarterback of my team, he's the best example that I can go back to. What, two concussions, uh, five or six missed games, uh, you know, his rookie year. I mean, that's what some of these guys are going to have to go through. The fact, if you can go in and sit, I think it just, it just really helps you so much further moving on to, to, to have a sustainable career. I just don't think, I, I agree with that, um, but I just don't think that, this rookie class or this this draft class for or excuse me this quarterback class is the strength that everybody is toting them out to be um may, maybe you know two quarterbacks immediately start uh i don't think bo nix is going to be in the first round either um at like at first i thought you know with with like a month to play or going into bowl season that all these quarterbacks would be in the you know in the first round or whatnot but honestly rodney i think it's just Daniels and Williams to me that stick out that are actually going to have a chance to be starters here. Um, and if you're the commanders, you just talked about it. I'm not sure which quarterback is going number one out of all these uh, quarterbacks here, out of uh, especially the three between Daniels, May, and, and yeah. Williams here. Um, and uh, One, it's the uncertainty for the Bears. I'm not too sure that the Bears actually go with Caleb Williams. And if the commanders do wind up, you know, w with the pick between Daniels and May, I, I, I kind of think that they're going to go with, with Daniels over Drake May. I mean, that's just, it, it feels like Daniels is propelled himself or, or kind of ascended to the number two quarterback out of, I, I guess the top three, which would be Williams, Daniels and Drake May. Um, yeah. I don't know, and and if you're the commanders, 
are you actually taking a quarterback? Like, seriously, like, are you taking a quarterback? Because you just, you had a really good point that you brought up there with, uh, with homeboy from, with, with Hal, with Sam Hal from the commander. So, I mean, regardless, Washington should be in a good quarterback spot if they do elect to take a quarterback. You'll have two really talented and young quarterbacks uh, with a lot of growth, a lot of potential that could be going down. The Giants are still in a problem. Like, with all these quarterbacks, you'd think that they would, they might want to make a move. But even if you do that, you're going to be pulling in somebody. Probably going to be backing up Daniel Jones for the remainder or the duration of that contract, right? You don't think anybody's going to be able to take on or would want to elect to take on that contract of Daniel Jones. Um, you're not getting a franchise quarterback and you're, you got to pay out 160 million when it's all said and done with. And that's, it's not a franchise friendly contract as we like to discuss on this show. Um, I think the giants are in the market for a new quarterback. It's probably, Hell, if if Bo Nix could find himself in a New York Giants uniform at the second round, I would be very, very pleased because Daniel Jones is not the answer. Hell, I'd be – we talk about how weak – or I talked about how I think how weak this quarterback is or how weak this quarterback draft class is. Um, I Even saying that, I would be happy if, if Bo Nix or – Ooh, God, um, I don't think it'll happen. But if Penix Jr. were to wind up in in New York, I would uh, I would be very happy. I would be pleased. Uh, that would kind of be a steal or just something that kind of fell into our lap. Yeah, and and one of the names that I've been real curious about that, that has kind of been trickling up and gaining some momentum just from stuff that I've read, and, and, and I think even on this uh, latest mock draft that we're talking about on ESPN, let me verify right here before I talk out of my ass, yeah, J.J. McCarthy going 12th to the Denver Broncos. And and I think that that a lot of that we heard um, we heard Jim Harbaugh talk about that that the dude's very much a starting quarterback and that he wasn't able to be utilized this year at Michigan, which is kind of the just kind of the way that offense ran. Um, and that's something that, you know, with with the accuracy, he, he's he's accurate. He's mobile enough, it, it, it seems like, from all the word that I'm hearing about with him. So I think McCarthy is kind of one of those guys where we sit here and we talk about all these guys, uh, all, all these quarterbacks that are in positions right here. We talk about the first top three or four, and then we trickle in Penix and some of these guys is is what's going to happen with J.J. McCarthy. And I think the landing spot with him possibly to Denver, um, I, I think that is something sense. That, that, that makes sense. That, that, that's a fit for him. But I don't yeah. like, do you think McCarthy's a, a pro quarterback? I don't know. You know, I don't think that, that we've had enough of an opportunity to be able to see that because he didn't have to be one really at Michigan. I mean, the, the, I, don't, I do not think that McCarthy is a pro quarterback. I could be absolutely wrong, but after, after what I saw of this season, I do not think McCarthy is a quarterback. Let's pull that comment up right there. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, more teams should take the Aaron Rodgers approach, sit new quarterbacks for one to two years and let them figure it out instead of throwing them to the fire and restarting them. I agree with this sentiment. Um, this is the approach that we had talked about probably a month ago uh, with the success of Jordan Love and just with Green Bay having a really good succession plan. Um, three quarterbacks, three yeah. franchise quarterbacks in 30 years. That's kind of the way to go. But here's the thing, right? We all talk about finding these quarterbacks on these rookie deals. Chicago, a la Chicago, right? Yeah. Case in point, Chicago. They want to go away from Justin Fields because they feel like, you know, or, or you know, Zidic, to your point yesterday, you don't know what 2025 is going to look like. You don't know how what the purse is going to be 
on Justin Fields? Could he have, you know, could he work out a franchise friendly contract for Chicago? We, we still don't know that, but is Chicago willing to go back to their rookie quarterback? And if they were to do that, they don't really have a, they don't really have a quarterback in place right now for uh, Williams to learn from, right? Um, that would be the best optimal approach if you could, you know, sit your quarterback, your rookie quarterback behind a decent or a manageable backup quarterback to learn from or a veteran quarterback to learn from. But the caveat to that is you've lost, what, maybe one to two years now on that window of success to kind of build around that rookie, right? I, I think there's two philosophies of approach to this. You can either, you know, tout your quarterback or tote your quarterback out there too early and have, you know, there's a chance of him, you know, coming up a little bit short or lame or whatnot and not having a really good success, uh, successful season. Or you could wind up like C.J. Stroud. You know what I mean? Where you get a whole bunch of experience and you become offensive rookie of the year and uh, and it works out uh, best for you and you're on that rookie contract. You, you got that large window now with the with your rookie quarterback to, to build around that. I I agree with your approach. I think quarterbacks should sit oh, um, and you shouldn't put that much stock and invest that much stock in building the quarterback or building the team up around the rookie contract. Um, I just... You got to have manageable moments, or else your 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 roster and your personnel is going to fall out. Yeah, and it and it gets so hard because a lot of times with these guys, I mean, because yes, I, I love the the sitting idea, and and Green Bay has done it well, and, and I mean, it's one of those things to where, I mean, the luck that they've had right there. It's like the luck that I talk about with the Cowboys. You fall into these two quarterbacks that you had and they weren't supposed to be your franchise quarterbacks and boom here they are whether you want to call them franchise quarterbacks or not but it's like you know a lot of these guys when they get drafted and when they're drafted early on in the draft there's not the opportunity to to sit uh but i think where this year is a little bit different i, I think where this year is a little bit different is that with the free with, with the quarterback free agent pool that we're about to see that does afford some of these teams to where you bring in an experienced veteran and and let them kind of let them kind of groom the person that's going to replace them. What do they say in business? You're grooming your replacement. And and that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow right there when you're brought in to, for your replacement. That latest mock that we're talking about, I see at number 20, Pittsburgh going to, to Bo Nix. Um, I like that pick, but damn it, I like Caleb Williams going to the Steelers better. And and that's that's starting to catch some momentum if, if that deal can be put together. Because I think, I, I think Will, or not Williams, I'm sorry, uh, Fields. I think Fields going to to Pittsburgh, man, that's a home run. That is a home run for the Steelers and for Justin Fields. What? Well, I mean, I I, I don't think that's a home run for uh, for Chicago though. The, I, I thought you said that was a home run for everybody, but my bad. Maybe you just said it was the two parties involved. I think Chicago loses out if they trade that. We talked about that yesterday. Um, Again, like this, this all this all stemmed from the question I had. Like, what would the Giants do, or what can the Giants do this year going after a quarterback? Would they actually, you know, be in the market for taking a quarterback with Daniel Jones's, you know, lopsided contract? And I think that the question to that is yes, the Giants are in the move, the, or the Giants are in the market for a quarterback. I just don't know which one falls to them or falls to them. Um, the the Patriots are another team that are a little bit intriguing to me um i don't necessarily think they need a quarterback i would probably think that they want to move on from mac jones i i think mac jones is fixable he had a lot of success in his rookie year i just don't know if he's had the right quarterback tutelage around now like i, I thought bill o'brien was a decent quarterback coach but I, apparently i'm wrong or 
Or I could just be absolutely wrong on Mac Jones and think that he's just beyond repair. Uh, but, you know, be that as it may, the Patriots seem like they are in the market as well for a quarterback. I would like to see a quarterback like Bo Nix or I would li- I'm, I'm telling you, I would like to see Michael Penix Jr. I, I, if Michael Penix Jr. were able to, to find his way into a Patriots uh, locker room, I don't think the Patriots are going to take you know Penix Jr. at three overall or, or two overall, wherever they, they fall at here. Um, but I think they could address some other needs around there if yeah. they wanted to go get Penix Jr. later in the second or third round maybe find himself into a Patriots locker room that way, that would be a really interesting approach to the draft. Uh, I, I I think everybody's going to be knee-jerk reactions, though, to these quarterbacks and wanting to, to pull the trigger really quick right before, um, right before I guess, the, the chaos gets going there in the draft. Again, I think a lot of people are thinking that this quarterback draft class is way superior than what it is. I kind of agree with Zidic here. I think it looks strong on paper, but when you get down to it and you're pulling back, uh, peeling back the onion or whatnot, you're going to see a little bit of the rotten shit. Yeah, and and I think with, with the Patriots situation, because they don't have that luxury that we're talking about, about letting whoever sit, you know, because uh, like we're talking about, I mean, Mac Jones, I think he just needs a clean slate. He's got to go somewhere else. I mean, it's got to, he's got to. Is, is that the same thing for Daniel Jones too? I think so too. Like, does I mean, Daniel Jones just need a clean slate? Yeah, Rodney, I don't think Daniel Jones can play. Well, I think both of those guys. I mean, even if it's you're going to be in a backup role, if you're going to be maybe, I, I don't have the confidence right now that either one of those guys the, they is going to the as backups. They can yeah. stay in the league as backups. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what what I think about, I still with the Patriots, I, I like the Drake May thing there. Now, now with Gerard Mayo coming in as the as the head coach there with that, with the new system, new regime, everything that's going to be going on right there. Maybe that's how you start building that offense because that that offense was horrible and and it needs a total facelift it needs it needs new tits it needs a new ass it needs a new everything and maybe you can go in with that right there to where that could be the cog that you kind of start building around but i think with him with may going to the patriots man i still think it, it, it would be imperative if you could find a veteran to come in that could groom him that that, that could start it, and kind of kind of let him feel and out maybe how, he can, maybe he can learn from mac jones for a year maybe so but i mean you know a, a lot of, maybe that makes mac mac jones better i mean it should i, I mean I like honestly, let's be real i thought i thought that elevated mac jones's play a little bit when they went with bailey or uh was zappy yeah um, yeah yeah and, I mean, and I, it, it's only it's only natural, right? Like you see your succession plan kind of start to take yeah, over, and you're right just like, "Oh, right. I better elevate my game, or else you know it's it's off to chucking crabs or wherever the hell you're from." I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the thing about it is, I mean, I think a lot of it with with Mac Jones, if he stays with the Patriots, if he is going to be in New England, I mean, I, I think that Bill Belichick moving on is probably something that's going to help him. You know, it's like okay. Fresh start, same place. Let me go in here and try to develop myself. And in a in a per, <clears throat> excuse me perfect world, you get Drake May. Mac Jones elevates his game, and 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 Drake May gets to sit for a year. But we don't know if that'll happen because based on what we've seen from Mac Jones, that doesn't appear the trajectory that he has been on at this point. No. Uh, what do you think about the Jets? Do they give up the mill funner, or do they give up on the mill funner and draft another replacement? Um, for Aaron Rodgers, um, I don't know here. 
I mean, that, I, I mean, I think I, I don't know. Is Zach is Zach Wilson absolutely broken? Is is this guy can can he not play quarterback in the NFL or is I, it just I, under bad? Is he under bad tutelage in in New York? I, I think it, I think if you get Aaron healthy, I mean, if you if you have Aaron for a year, I, I think Aaron Rodgers can help him if he chooses to. Um, and, and, and I think Aaron Rodgers would really want to help him if Aaron Rodgers is able to play. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a whole different story with him. But I, I think for Zach Wilson to sit behind Aaron and, and get to watch him and get to learn from him and get to work out with him and practice with him, you know, weekly, I think that's... Well, I mean, that's, that's not the question. Do the Jets actually stick with, with Zach Wilson here? Um, the front... Uh, Woody came out and, and said that... Uh, that they didn't the the reason why they didn't win last year is because they did not even have a backup quarterback, and yeah. he was pointing fingers or alluding to the play of Zach Wilson, uh, yeah. just how terrible and how pissed yeah. where it was. Um, but also, the the guy don't have the, the guy does not have an offensive line. He's got tremendous. He's got some talent around him. He's got some studs, but he doesn't have a line to for for pass block for pass protection. Uh, Brees Hall is a sensational talent that can make a lot of guys miss in small spaces. That's why he's able to get the production that he is on the field with the ground and pound. But Zach Wilson, uh, yeah, a lot has to happen. A lot has to come together in, in, uh, in chunks for the Jets yeah. in order for, yeah. for Zach Wilson to to play well. Hell, Aaron Rodgers, four plays. Like, we, we went back to this. Four plays. Aaron Rodgers had four plays. Yeah. Four plays until he got hurt. Uh, yeah. Achilles here or whatnot because too much pressure. Uh, you could argue that was too much pressure and he had to move and that's what caused the – the terror or whatnot, but still, the Jets need to shore up some stuff on the offensive line. They can't all be on the shoulders of Zach Wilson. It just can't. Yeah, and and this is a this is a spot where you, you know with Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush. I look at and I'm thinking, man, if Cooper Rush went to the Jets, it'd be a great spot for him. I mean, he he could back up he could back up Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers goes down, you got a very capable quarterback that could come in and win games you know and, and, and probably take an Aaron Rodgers offense and fall right into it very nicely I mean you don't have to alter that a lot but you make Cooper Rush your 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 second your backup quarterback right there that's a great landing spot for him I mean I don't want him to leave Dallas I don't know what Trey Lance is capable of doing I yeah, mean that's just it. Trey Lance hadn't answered any questions and that's the whole thing and, and what do you do with him San, I mean San Francisco got guy? rid of their number one draft pick their yeah. number one draft their first round draft pick uh, in order to go and, and elect to go with their third string quarterback. I mean, I think that should tell you everything that you need to know about Trey Lance. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, when you missed that bad on a quarterback and you, you realize, you no, know, you, and of course you're going to say that he's good. You know what I mean? You don't want to lose that, that investment that uh, I guess the worth or um, the value on your investment, right? Um, you want to get as much a big of return as you can for him. Uh, I, 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 don't think Trey Lance is is a pro quarterback at all. I think you're going to see out of that draft class. I, I think you're seeing a lot that's going to unfold with this draft class. Yeah, not yeah, much, but, not much. And, and that's the thing there with with Trey Lance. I mean, if you're the Cowboys, I mean, because I, I guarantee you that that the market is going to be hot for Cooper Rush. I mean, because people have seen what he's able to do. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't dazzle you like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he doesn't do all of that shit, but man, that dude can come in and take take 
take a hold of a football game and be a leader and, and, and keep you winning. I mean, look what he did right there with Dak's offense. And that's that's something that's going to be interesting with the Cowboys is what do you do with Trey Lance? I, I mean, what, I, I'm not sure why they got him in the first place. I'm not really sure what the plan was with that. But back to Trey Lance when, you know, talking about all the things with the 49ers and how great they've been and everything that they've done. I know we're questioning Shano right here. Well, when I I'm mean, done with this, I'm going to go we, quiet. We, we that got, dog but what's that? I, I said, when I'm done with this point, I'm going to go quiet that dog down. There's somebody out in the yard, but the, nobody the, can hear. Nobody can hear the dog, Rodney. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Because he's loud as hell on my yeah, side. No, um, can hear. The, the thing is with the 49ers, man, they've done a lot of good things. But man, that was a big mistake right there that they made with that one. And they still keep winning. They still keep winning. So let me ask you, let me ask you that. Um, San Francisco was in the news over the night or overnight last night. Um, Shanahan fired Stephen Wilkes or Steve Wilkes, rather, defense yeah. coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. I thought Wilkes had a pretty decent game plan and, a, you know, rolled out decent execution for the Super Bowl, uh, holding, re retaining the Chiefs to, uh, to the... I guess few amount of points that they had was uh, you could call a, a moral victory if you would for for Wilkes in that defense, right? You got to keep you got to keep you know the the notion or the thought that Dre Greenlaw wasn't on the field. I I, I don't know. I think it was a big knee jerk reaction to the firing of Wilkes. Um, I I think it was uncalled for, unnecessary. I think you could have worked out a little bit of the kinks, maybe just gone back and looked at some of the game film and be like, all right, in this situation, we need to bring a little bit more pressure here on first and yeah. second down and not just dictate, not allow them to dictate what we're going to do and just fire off on third down with blitzes, right? That's kind of predictable. Um, I think they played a little bit conservative on that last drive, but all in all, I thought he called a fantastic game and had great preparation for Patrick Mahomes and that offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. The only problem is you, you had a really piss poor... Mm -hmm. uberly conservative you played not to lose you played not to lose in that last drive in overtime and I think that that obviously came back to bite him in the ass I just don't know if it was if it was worth a, a firing or if, if he actually needed to be fired I think it was a knee jerk reaction to a highlighted incident to where Shanahan kind of came up short again again it's not all on Shanahan it's on your defense coordinator but I don't think that he needed to be fired. Yeah, I, I kind of see Steve Wilkes in this scenario uh, being the fall guy, honestly. Giants yeah. and defense coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens right there. I mean, look, look at that defense this year. I mean, they did some pretty good things. I mean, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's left him a pretty good uh, blueprint right there to work with. So I, I don't think that firing was validated at all. And, and like you said, I, I think that's some damage control maybe on the part of the organization. I mean, I don't want to put it all on Shano, but when you get in situations like this, I mean, it's somebody, so it, it's got to fall on somebody's ass. I mean, it's got to fall on somebody. And I think this is a scenario because we see it so many different times in football to where it, uh, I mean, it is. It's always one of the coordinators first, and then it's going to be the head coach. And I, I called it right here, and, and, I, and I heard this where he said, it wasn't the right fit. You know what? It fucking worked pretty good in the regular. Yeah, season. I was gonna say it looked. It looked, it looked pretty. It, it looked like it fit pretty damn good all year long. You know yeah. what I mean? All yeah. year long. Um, yeah. I, I, and maybe they had discussions going into the Super Bowl on firing off and being a little bit more aggressive, and it just didn't happen. Um, but now, uh, look. So, wink, wink. Uh, wink Martindale. He's out at Giants defense coordinator, in which you could argue that. 
you know, most of the success that came from the Giants this year was on their defense, and Wink's no longer there. And he got a job you though, that boy somehow. And look, I'm a, I'm a fan of Steve Wilkes. I just was not a fan of Steve Wilkes on that last play and or that last drive in overtime. You want to come over to the New York Giants, baby? <laughs> Welcome arms. I'm, I'm hugging you right now. I'm giving you that digital hug right now, there, Mister Wilkes. Uh, come over and lead this defense to a championship, man, or help get this defense to a championship level. Um, Giants are a long ways away. Uh, yeah. more, more, um, than, more than just a, a, a prayer of a quarterback in this draft, that's for sure, man. Um, no, we uh, good conversation today. You know, a lot of hypotheticals, but of course the hypotheticals are going to be coming up here until we at least get to draft land or or the area or I guess the time era when we had the draft up around, what, May, April? When the hell does mm-hmm. the draft come out? I, pr- uh, I think it's April. Into April. Into April, I in think. Into April. In yeah. April, early May. Um, we'll also have a job. So, 100%. I'm, I'm with you there, Ike's Going to have a job. Uh, that's a good possibility, my guy. That's another good that possibility. My first thought. That was my first thought right there, dude. It's like, oh, man, Houston, here you go, buddy. Here you go. Wait, wait. A little bit of a dead area in sports if you're not into hockey or, you know, college basketball or the NBA. But it is the best time if you're people like me or Rodney or whatever and you watch all kinds of sports. And the best way to do that is with the best company in all of audiovisual automation. It is the best in the business, AV Consultations, 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. For the past 35 years, they've been setting the standard in audiovisual automation. You don't have an idea of what you want in your house? Check out my screen right now and see the two flat screen televisions that I have, courtesy of audiovisual consultations. Or seeing what BK has, he's got the four TV rollout, almost like quads right there. Big. Sometimes those four TVs can turn into one large TV to give you a the mass viewing uh, that you need for you know all four TVs. But you can also get some arcade machines that I have. You see the little arcade cabinets behind me as well. Also downstairs, I have a mantle mount that goes over the chimney or, excuse me, goes over the fireplace there. Fantastic for watching those late nights. Uh, Late night, I I guess, what, um, real housewives of any damn city in the world or whatnot or below deck. All the types of stuff that you want to watch with your significant other, especially on a great Valentine's Day, you do that with a romantic scene and a romantic setting with the fireplace stuff, all available with audiovisual consultations. Now, that's just the visual side. Got to talk about the audio side, too, man. Ask Tom and ask AV Consultations about that Sonos surround sound system. It's best in the world, baby. It's not just about the video. It's about the audio, too. It's avconsultations.com. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. Wags watching late night Skinamax. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, Skinamax isn't exactly the best in the business anymore, guys. You got to go to the hub. You got to go to the hub of porn. That's where I usually go for all my yeah. stuff. No need for that stuff. No need for Skinamax. What are you talking about? Sometimes you got to get in there. When you get the Shannon Tweed nights, you guys know what I'm oh. talking about. Nights with Shannon Tweed. Shannon they Tweed. Put like five, five shows, five of, five of the best shows of Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed, Shannon Wiry. Ooh. I don't know who the hell Shannon Wiry is. I just remember Shannon Tweed up. from back in the, the Skinamax days. She she was right in that same time. And and I still go back to, even though this was this really isn't like Skinamax, but I go back to Wags, and I think we've talked about this before, man. Silk Stockings. Oh my God, I love that show. Remember that on the USA Network? Was that you and I talking about that or somebody? I remember else? Silk Stockings. Um 
what was Alcapoco Heat is what I was trying to remember. Alcapoco <laughs> Heat. Right before Hell Silk yeah. Stockings. I mean, it was Baywatch, Alcapoco Heat, then Silk Stockings, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nip Tuck. Nick, Nip Tuck. Yeah. The thing about Nip Tuck. Nip, Nip Tuck was fantastic. Kimberly had Kimber on there. Yeah. Um, oh, Rona Mitra. That's where that's where I was introduced to Rona Mitra there. Um, yeah. Nip Tuck was cool, but it lost its believability when I had when I had what facial reconstructive surgeries, uh, doctor. Um, what were they? What the hell? Plastic surgeons. When I yeah. had plastic surgeons going around taking down mob bosses and yeah. stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. all right, now now you're telling me these two plastic surgeons in Miami are taking down gangs and whatnot. That's where I kind of lost believability and, and I thought the show lost credibility. But I look, entertaining for the first two seasons or whatnot. Um, but yeah, Nick, Nip Tuck was, was, was good for about two seasons. Um, yeah. Had some, some good Those guests. Good shows. Had some really good guests. Hell, that's where I saw uh, Tyrion Lannister for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, little what little risque. I can't remember his. I can't remember his name. Dinklage. That's where I, I saw Peter Dinklage for the first time. Hey, uh, Wags, I, I do want to mention because, uh, like I said, when I was getting blood drawn here uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Miss Gloria stuck uh, a needle in my arm and said, "Oh yeah, you're from Texas Sports Unfiltered. Y'all don't talk about Texas women's sports enough." As she's drawing blood with the long needle in my vein, uh, I do want to say, how about them Texas women? Uh, bad Texas women's basketball. I mean, we talk people. about we talk about women every every Wednesday. We talk well, I about. I said we cover women in in, in great uh, fashion to uh, a T. Texas to, to a T and A. and A to a T and A, my man. Um, Texas women women's basketball team eighty two to sixty six last night. Uh, Vic Schaefer's ladies, 23-3 and three with that big win over Houston. They're on a roll. They're on a roll. And they're doing that without their main cog in the wheel. Pretty damn impressive right there, those, those ladies. Hope they keep that going. 100%. You know what else is impressive? Um, Joey Logano winning the poll for the Daytona 500. That could be also impressive. But talk, talking about cars and places to get cars, that's a pretty impressive place to get some cars it really is a great going place. out there to covert style be cave style rodney great place to get cars and how about i mean we're talking about uh great ladies how about the queen of texas sports unfiltered how about hayden and uh and our man dan Culver? hi i'm dan Culver with my wife hayden welcome to cover bk our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes buick gmc cadillac chrysler dodge jeep and ram and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from we have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car truck or suv with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about covert born and raised in austin that's right. Good stuff right there. And as I've been calling her about, the queen for about two weeks or something, you guys, uh, spend you a little bit under the table. Well, you know, I, I can't reveal my sources. I, I can't right. talk about it. I can't talk about it. I don't need Dan to get mad at me, but, uh, she definitely is. I, I know, I, I know our fans love her. So that that's why I like to talk about that. Hey guys, bet us is the best place online. Uh, your sports book, your casino, all of that is out there, game lines, props, everything. I know the NFL is done right now, but Major League Baseball is going to be firing up. 
the NBA, the Sweet 16, all of that is there. Like I was talking about, NASCAR laid a little bit of money down last night on Joey Logano winning the poll. I just had that that feeling in my gut, and I have a lot of gut. Something said the 22 Pennzoil uh, Mustang Dark Horse was going to win the poll, and yes, he did. It was a Ford sweep, and uh, a little bit of little, little bit of cabbage went right there into my account off of that uh, bet right there. If you're checking out uh, on YouTube right here. Click at the bottom of the video description, and that will get you set in there if you're on the uh, free app where you can also dive into the code of text line. Explore our socials. That link is right there, BetUS. Once again, the best place to bet on sports is BetUS. Dive in and be a part of the fun. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, just took my, took my comment down there. I don't right, know. Where, where the hell was that? <laughs> Boom. All right. So, yeah, college football officially coming this summer. Um, guys, I thought I told you, you know, like, yeah, you said it. I thought I told you around the start of this season to be looking for a July drop or something like that, right around August 15th or something like that. Um, didn't give you the date verbatim, but I, I, I thought we kind of narrowed it down when it was coming. I, I can't tell you guys officially when anything drops. Like, I will get fired if, if that happens. <laughs> Um, you have to take, you have to take this serious. Like if you're in the dev world, you have to take secrecy um, seriously. You, I mean, it's it's got to be confidential. You cannot have any leaks, or else you will not find yourself in the industry at all. It's worse. It, it's it's more top secret than being in the damn military or being in the CIA. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, everybody's everybody's liking your girl there, Rodney. No, not my girl. That's Dan's girl. Get I that I, hey man, I just I just <laughs> going with what I hear. We have to get her on here. We have to have her as a guest. Have her break down some sports. Yeah, so hold I, on, uh, hold on, hold on. You wish EA wasn't the developer. Who, who, which studio would you want out there besides EA? And stop talking about that about my family, there, buddy. Carissa Thompson, if not Aaron Andrews, Carissa Thompson can be the developer. Rodney, that's not what we're talking about here, man. Aaron Andrews is not going to work on code. What are you talking about, my guy? Not going to work on Coke. No, code, code, <laughs> oh, Rodney. Code. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We can't so, wait until... No, I got you. I, I, there's a lot, a lot of love here for college football. I get it, man. You guys, look, I want a, I want a perfect game to be rolled out, too. But remember what we talked about... Um, I don't know if you guys tuned into the show on Saturday or whatnot, or excuse me, on Sunday for the Wagner Wire, but I kind of talked a little bit about this with Madden. Um, why, people wonder why Madden's constantly broke all the time or why it can't get fixed, okay? There is tr there's tons of code that goes into programming these games. And what you're seeing with Madden is there's so, there's so much code piled up on top of the bug or a little bit of the glitch or that whatever needs to be fixed inside of that coding or inside of the game that it would be it would not be worth the value of their dollar or would not be worth bang for their buck to go and undo all of this code to fix one little blemish when you can kind of just get by you know a bad player or two and it looks a little glitchy or you have a little what we call ragdoll yeah. Um, in the gaming industry where the, the texture and the articles um, are kind of, you know, flailing or whatnot. 
And, and Wags, walk me through this part, because I know you've talked about it in the past. You know, only telling me, telling me what you can tell me. I, I don't want you to get yourself in trouble. But, like, if you're developing a game, I mean, I can only imagine that there's stuff that's being developed right now that is going to come out in two years. You, you know, that is that far out. I mean, yeah. how in the hell, I mean, like, when you're talking about code, you're constantly having, how do you, how do you, build something that's going to be because i see in the auto industry all the time i get i'm privy to chevrolet information i've seen the 1920 or the 2027 model whatever but i mean how do you do that in video games to where you're to where you're trying to do things where we're not even in that area? cycle plans oh, um have have you know how people have 90 day planners and have you know rollouts for you know their you know fiscal year and, and whatnot and uh, that's essentially what you're doing for your your launch. You have a launch plan, you have a cycle plan, um, and yeah, uh, there like there's stuff that I'm working on right now that's not going to drop for two years. So unbelievable! It's crazy. It's absolutely, and I got to shut up. Like um, my when my kid comes in a room, I got I can't let him see any of it. Mm. I mean, can you imagine like one slip of the tongue yeah. of him in a a school oh. of forty five hundred? Like he's. Oh, I almost let something fly. For yeah. a, I almost let something slip for Apex. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. man. But uh, there's there's a lot of fun stuff that's coming out in the next year and two um, that we're working on right now. So it's you, you're not allowed to let any of it slip, or else you will it's be crazy slipping and yeah. say bye bye. Uh, a lot of fans. Hold on, what we got here? A lot of us fans would be okay with the same engine from NCAA 14 with just a roster update. No, I, I'm I'm with you there. Um, but look, I think did we get back to did I get back to double D's uh comment? All the big ones are trash now. All the big ones are trash now. What EA oh, are you talking about the EA games or are you just talking about the developers in general there? Uh double D. What what we got going on here? Um no, I'm with you there, Jake. Uh look, the rollout in 14, I think the the code in 14 was pretty damn good. Um but that was also the last time that NCAA was out. I think you're probably going to see a lot of the Madden code be implemented into the NCAA code, um, which, you know, there, there's been a lot of success with Madden here in the past couple of years. You just have to be able to look past a little, a little of those blemishes. And there, there's not, and that's the thing. There's not many blemishes at all with Madden. It's, it's starting to kind of fix itself, I guess. Uh, just the developers. No, I got you there. Uh, but when you speak to that, did you want, you, you want a small studio to pick up, you know, the biggest football title or arguably one of the biggest football titles in all of the that's, gaming industry? That's a question I had for you right now. It, it's going it's going to compete against Madden. It will compete against Madden and give you the same type of numbers against Madden just so you can just because you'll be able to do the uh, the drafting from taking a dynasty quarter or a dynasty football player and putting them into your Madden roster now. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk about the competition part. Cause I, cause I've seen this on the streaming side wags. Cause I, you know, I, man, dude, I've been streaming shit since 2005 before people ever knew about any of this shit. But like with YouTube, with StreamYard, with Restream, with, uh, I mean, just all the different things that talk about the competitive, the competitiveness right now, because man, there's a lot of smart people like you. You talking about are, with, with like esports and shit like yeah, that? Yeah. With, oh with, yeah. With, with you video gaming. You with million gaming, dollars off of gaming. Gaming. That's the thing. Like if you're, if you were the best Madden player in the world, you can be, you can be a millionaire. You really can. Um, yeah. And of course there's, you know, there's, 
messed up play. There, there's breakable plays or broken plays, cheap plays, if, if you want to call them that in Madden, where you know you got you got your zone busters, or if they're rolling out in zone, you play this one play, or you roll out this one play that's just not coverable, right? Because it allows yeah. your because of the coding in yeah. the game, it allows yeah. the defensive back to backpedal too far to where they just can't get into the window to intercept the pass. There's a lot of players out there that know this type of shit. And if you you know how to exploit a couple of the the stuff in the game or a couple of the uh I guess we'll we'll say bugs in the game, then you're able to to get a win almost at any time. But that's it's more than just one people. It's more than just one group that know about these these bugs and Madden or whatnot. But yeah, dude, EA Sports, the competition level, it's it's thriving, man. It's not just in Madden, it's with you know, the, the game that I work on is the number one uh competitive game in all of the gaming industry, which is Apex Legends. So um, League of Legends is another game that's out there. Like, you, you know, we joked about it two years ago, um, talking about how EA, you know, eSports is starting to become an actual sport. Uh, you know, these these kids are sitting in, more than just kids now, you know, yeah. young adults, they're yeah. sitting in a chair for, what, nine, nine hours, you know, having to hydrate and having to focus. Mm -hmm. And sure, it's not a physical activity or whatnot, but you're putting your... You're putting your, your eyes through the ringer. Yeah, I, I, you're putting your mind through the ringer. That's for sure. I can't wait until it actually evolves into virtual reality gaming, to where you you got to actual you got to see physicality come into play, to where you got to move, shoot, and communicate through a virtual setting. That that's to, that to me is the ultimate goal. I want to be Flynn, guys. I don't know if anybody ever seen the movie Tron or whatnot, but I want to be Flynn. I want to I want to get into the grid and make my own little digital world, my own little digital frontier. Got so a lot you want it here, you want it to be you want it to be like like the Wii where I have to get up and actually swing the golf club. No, I want it to be like Ready Player One. Mm. Nice. I, I I mean I I absolutely want to help evolve a world like that, a digital frontier. I yeah. absolutely do. More like Tron, honestly, where you can just be your own creator in yeah. a digital landscape. Um, imagine the possibilities, guys. Like I love I love reality, of course, but. I'm also, I consider myself an artist and uh, I like being creative as well. Yeah. I'm telling you, Wags. Thank, when you you for the, thank you for the nerd conversation. I appreciate that. It allows me, like, I'm so much more than just a sports guy. Um, I'm so much more than just a beautiful just, man. Sports is just one little thing of me, as a yeah, matter of fact. Just, just one one little one little part of Wags is sports. I'm telling you, dude, study that sim racing thing. Dude, dude it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look at that I'll stuff. It, especially if I can make money in it. You know that. Yeah, and that's I, shit. I, I think, I you think want to you talk should. about, you know, competition. It's only a matter of time before we get racing competitions. And 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 help me help me be one of your developers. Give me a give me some pedals. Give me a steering wheel. Uh, give me a shifter. Give me all that shit, and I'll sit over here with all these things and 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 help you develop that thing. Uh, that would be the dream, my guy. That is the plan. Some really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, and uh, I do want to remind you guys because I have gotten some messages on that Sunday at noon, uh, Daytona 500 preview show. Getting you ready for the Great American Race. Logano on the pole. Michael McDowell on the outside. Thursday tonight we're qualifying. Uh, the rest of the field. Three through thirty-six, all the way back with those qualifying races. Jimmy Johnson did not get in on time last night, so Jimmy Johnson's going to have to race his way in. So you've got some storylines that are going to be happening right there. But that'll be Sunday, following the Wagner Wire at noon, diving in Daytona Five Hundred preview. Probably be a Dirty Air brand, I'm assuming the, the Dirty Air brand, and we'll dive in and get you ready for the Daytona. 500 great American doesn't have to do with sports but i'm ready for gta 6 yeah i think everybody's been ready for gta 6 mike um i've been ready for gta 6 in, since 2015 um since two th this was this game was made in 2011 gta 5 
I believe it was G, I believe it was 2011. Um, but it's it's been one of the most one of the best grossing games uh, that Rockstar has ever put out there. I still personally think Red Dead Redemption Two is Rockstar's best game. Um, but look, uh, Grand Grand Theft Auto Six is it's going to break the internet for a little while. It's it's going to bog a lot of things down. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. I it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see this. Rodney, if you're if you're Wagner. not into gaming, we got to get you into gaming, my guy. Wags, do you, do you guys EA Sports? Do you guys have a have a Supercross game by chance? Is there a Supercross Live sort of game? Um, I think we got one. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, I think we do have one. Because I, I got to tell you, um, I mean, ba back, I mean, many years ago, I, I would play, I would play Supercross, you know, on I think it was Xbox. And dude, it, it was so. I mean, back in those days, I mean, mid two thousands, that stuff was so real, so virtual, right there, where you'd like scrape bars with a guy, and it's like, holy shit! I, I mean, it really felt like you were on the bike, and you'd you'd hit a jump, and you'd come down, and then you do the whoops and all that, and it's like, holy moly, we, your ribs hurt just sitting there watching it. We don't have any supercross, but we uh, we got motocross. Yeah, but. motocross. Yeah, that that that'd be the one. That'd be the one. I think Mike got it right there. Yeah, motocross. That um that's some fun shit that's that's the one yeah yeah I, I gotta start doing these racing games yeah, so we got we got i don't know if i'm allowed to say that i don't think no, i can say that yet don't get yourself in trouble no no nope, yep. no nope. can't say nope. that yet guys but we yeah we got some games coming out yeah <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, as far as Rockstar games uh, go, L.A. Noir was kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Old school L.A. Noir. That was good. That was a little bit of a slower pace for me where you had to go around basically just um, being being that actual detective. And fun thing about that game, most of those people, most of that cast was from Mad Men. Mm. Most of the voiceover actors was from Mad Men on that game. So hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever played that or not. But yeah, L.A. Noir, that was a pretty good Pretty good game for i guess that was originally for playstation 3 maybe i can't remember i can't remember which console that actually came out mm. but um what do we got moto x yeah red dead fan okay a lot of a lot of good video game talk i didn't realize we had a lot of these video game nerds in here welcome guys welcome you're in nerd kingdom and all nerds are welcome we will be kings all of us all these sports jocks they're nothing they're second rate the nerds, the nerds will win, guys. We're the one with the big brains. The smart ones. They're the smart, the smart ones. The smart ones. Hey, good show today, man. Fun show. Um, I really do appreciate when you guys allow us to to talk a little bit of nerd stuff in Nerd City here and getting into the whole gaming atmosphere. That's a big part of my life, and I like sharing that with you guys. Hey, uh, whatever I can do on this show to bring you the joy and happiness of college football 2025 when it does roll out, I will do so. I make that pack to you guys. I... I make that promise. Um, if I can get some codes, some free codes for you guys, uh, I'd be happy to do so. Um, so, yeah, Wag, gotta, is, that, is, that, is that why Tom McKay says the really smart people that don't make you feel stupid? Uh, because that, that's, listening that, to that, you right there, I don't feel stupid. And I don't know shit, but I don't feel stupid listening to you. I can totally relate to what you're talking about right there. Even though good. I know hopefully, hopefully I put you in the same type of you know ballpark and area. Make me feel I mean, Maybe you're as, as dumb as me now. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't think I'm quite that smart to be that dumb, my man. Uh, Wish they came out with a Star Wars open world game like Assassin's Creed. Uh, I'm kind of with you there. So I think 
Jedi Survivor was a little bit more open world. Nothing's going to be open world like Star Wars Galaxies was. Um, back in the day, that was, a, that was more of a big MMO, um, almost like your, almost like your your World of Warcraft, right? Um, which was Star Wars Galaxies, uh, but also you know Knights of the Old Republic. That's kind of got to play like Star Wars Galaxies as well. But nothing's going to be that that MMO, that massive MMO. Um, like uh, like Assassin's Creed kind of has with the open world grant. But now that's a good idea. But if you're looking for something similar and you haven't played it before, I would check out uh, Jedi Survivor. Hey, uh, last sports thing before we uh, turn it over to the guys. Um, hey, Tiger Woods back on the golf course today. How about that? So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. Curious to see. I mean, his durability is going to be the whole question for me. Um, but man, it's one of those things where when, when we talk about the pop and when you talk about wanting to get eyeballs and attention, um, anytime Tiger Woods shows up, I don't give a shit if he's wearing Nike red or his old Sunday red or whatever it's called. Um, that's, that's definitely good for the game of golf. Have you ever, have you ever seen him play live? I've never seen him play live. I mean, like, have. yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's one where it's like now. I mean, that's obviously I jump at the chance to see him play live. Same, it's like, same. Man, I would, I would, I would stop him. everything I'm doing to go watch Tiger Woods play golf. Yeah, I'll tell you that. That is one of those dudes where we talk about athletes transcending athletes. I mean, what that dude? He must, must watch television, is he not? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a. It's like I mean, you look at golf ratings. It's like anytime he's in, whoosh, through the roof, 100. through the roof, and that's. I mean, that's a badass. That's a badass. So, yeah, back on the course is Tiger in the new is, red. I, I'm wondering if, if Tiger's still the only golfer that can actually just intimidate the hell. Out. Like, when you hear that roar, if you're a golfer and you're finishing, you're, you're what, on hole 16 and you're finishing up your, your back nine or whatever, and you know that, that Tiger's maybe one or two strokes behind oh. you and you hear that roar, oh. you know what I mean? That That's just, yeah. it's got to make your game just... It's got to make your game be destroyed. It, it, when when you're talking about a game like you're you're not playing the other field, right? You're playing the course. Bullshit. You're playing yep. your mind when you hear that roar and you know Tiger Woods is on the yep. on the back nine coming up. What's up, fellas? How we doing today, guys? So we're having a little little Eldrick convo. Yeah, uh, yeah he's back today. Yeah. Back today. Yeah. Talk a little bit about video games and everything like that. You know, the only thing we didn't get into was wrestling. We didn't pick our nose fully, but I mean, we got some bugger content. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes in this slow atmosphere of sports, and you know the revolving world of sports, you got to put a little bit of a video game talk in there or whatnot. Well, exactly. What we got on the docket today, boys? I got to get me one of those Mortal Kombat cabinets for my office. That's all. I, that's all I know. I think we can make that happen. You have? Uh, is it just? Is that like multiple games on it? Or just yeah. So one? it's got it's got what 12, 12 games. Each cabinet has twelve games. Oh, um, but there's great. like there's four Mortal Kombat games on the one unit, and there's four. Uh, or there's actually six Street Fighter games on the other unit too. So, but you got Dude. like Commando, you got your all all your Midway classics. Um, you got like Beer Tapper, uh, Rampage. That's on the Midway stuff. Paperboy. And then on Capcom, you got uh, that is Capcom. You got Commando. You got 1944. Uh, you know the the damn the airplane game or whatever where you're back in World War II or whatnot. It's fun. I mean, I highly recommend it, man. And call Audiovisual Consultations; they can get it for you. What about Miss Pac-Man? You have Miss Pac-Man on there? No, that would that's Bandy. That's that's a different developer. You have that's to go to Pizza Hut for that. That's a Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> that and Galga. Yeah. That and Galga. No, same 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 stuff we uh same stuff we deal with every day. Pretty much all Longhorns, and that's where we'll start and see where we go from there. 
Right on, That's boys. what I'm talking about, boys. Well, you guys have a great show, man. Enjoy your all's Thursday. Everybody else, we'll see you tomorrow. Be good.